Welcome back to episode 42. This is Origins and Adaptations. He's Andrew. And I am Cody. You're Cody. <laughs> we almost have that. I know. <sighs> we've gotten it like every single time. This is, I feel like this is the first time we've ever messed that up. I'm really tired. No, it's honestly fine because people get tired of perfection. The, yeah. I get tired of me being perfect so much. I get tired of being... Me being perfect so much. for everything. No, no, no. <laughs> No, uh, I mean, usually, let's be real, it's me, but some, That's sometimes it's not. Sometimes, no, me, that, that is messing up, but sometimes, oh. sometimes it's not me, oh. and it's nice to be recognized a little bit for, for doing positive things. Oh, for doing positive things. Yeah. So, we've got, I think, a pretty solid show for you guys we, tonight. Yeah, uh, we have a topic that we haven't talked, I mean, I've talked at length with every single person I ran into since watching it but we haven't had a discussion about it um so i'm excited same z's i'm excited um Um, jinx Jinx. yomiaka oh no (laughs) see we're not too far we're still in each other's minds yeah yeah we know right there so first of all we're gonna start off with some good old news you know hit you with the good stuff and we'll start with um, Matthew Vaughn, who's the director of Kick-Ass, Kingsman, and uh, First Class, X-Men First Class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Zemeckis, don't need to list off his movies. And Sam Raimi, uh, for those who don't know, is the one who did the original Spider-Man trilogy, and he's done horror movies. Really awesome director. He's great. Um, they are on the short list to direct The Flash, because The Flash has lost... I want to say two directors now, maybe three. Um, they keep Man. either being taken off the project or they keep leaving the project of, because of creative differences. Yeah. Um, getting to the point where the actress who is playing Iris, mm-hmm. I forget her name, um, she is, I think she's like, she wants to leave the project. Oh. Um, because it's, it's ridiculous. It's getting too ridiculous. Um, and I'm right there with her. It's a mess. This is really annoying. We like I don't even know if we finally have a director to the Batman yet. We probably do. Um, there's the fact that the actor to play the the villain for the Batman movie doesn't even know if he's still in the movie or not. Oh, like wow. there's just a lot of communication that's not there. Uh, and these are movies that are supposed to be coming out within the next two or three years. Yeah. Um, and it's. It's to me, it's scary. Just it's disheartening because... as a DC fan to just see yeah. this franchise unravel. Yeah, I mean, well, in the cinematic sense, I mean, anyways, the obviously the games and the comic books they speak are for going them. strong. They, they speak for themselves. Yeah, and the animated stuff. Yeah, so it's <clears throat> it's yeah, what you said, disheartening. It's just I'm sad. Yep. I'm on the flip side. I don't know. I'm I'm at this point where. If we could go a year without a comic book movie, I think I'd be fine. I would be too. I like my other uh, areas of levels of geekdom. I like my yeah. Star Wars. I like my Dark Tower, and I like other fantasy and science fiction related films. But it's a little oversaturated right now, and I yeah. I'd take one comic book movie a year that's really well from each franchise that's really well done, yeah. as opposed to this oversaturation. Um, something we'll get definitely get into later. You know, it's funny because I think if you if you had said that to me a couple months ago, I would have said, 
oh no, man, I'm just happy to be watching superhero superhero movies. But when I look back at it, it's like, man, how many of these have I only watched once? Yeah. Like, you could rewatch some of them, and then some of them, it's like they're not worth rewatching. So, I mean, no wonder you you just go through them so quickly. I think, and they just get recycled. I think out of Phase Two from the, the Marvel Cinematic Universes, universes, universe. I think there was one movie that I constantly wanted to go rewatch. As much Winter as I soldier, yeah. As much as I loved Guardians, it I was will good. rewatch the hell out of Civil War. Yeah, I, was, I really do like that movie a yeah. lot. Um, but that that was the third. We're in, yeah. So wait, what? Wait, what are you talking about? Third phase. I said second phase. Oh, I thought you were. Well, by that I thought you meant like anything past the first. No, no. We're in the third phase of the MCU right now. I didn't know they were being. So there, there's like a, an actual. Yeah. No one that I know uses that. I've never heard that before. Oh, I mean it makes sense. Oh, be, I mean I guess but, we've talked about it on the podcast. Jennifer, the, well, I thought. Well, I mean, yeah, but I thought we were just. Oh no no no! Like that's a that's like a legit well, official I, oh, thing. Okay. Well, I well I I knew like you know we had talked about them in terms of phases on our show, but like I didn't realize. That like so like you're saying like the new guardians and like for instance like civil war uh, doctor strange, doctor strange this new is all, guardians it's all it's all, it's all phase three yeah see phase, I, oh, phase... I guess in my head i just contain it, it was all just a continuation of phase two i don't know why mm-hmm. phase two ended with ant-man is that what it was yeah hmm. okay uh and then phase three is going to end with the two avengers movies okay but you're saying okay so you're saying you only want to rewatch. So Winter Soldier, out of all of them in Phase 2, which, I mean, Guardians is there, and if Guardians is playing, I'll rewatch it. But there's never a moment where I'm like, man, I should probably go rewatch Guardians. The first one? Yeah. I do really love the first one. Um, And I, I like it, and I, I like it as well. But I think Winter Soldier is really the only one out of that phase where I go, I'm, I have like this hankering to go watch Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um... And it's the same with the first Iron Man and uh, the Avengers. Where you like to watch them? Yeah, like, there's every now and then I go, man, I, I actually want to watch that again. I'm trying to think. I think Guardians, if I hadn't already seen it so many times, I'd, I'd want to go watch it. Yeah. Sometime soon, but I, I've seen it enough that it'll probably be a little bit before I want to watch it again. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's, but I'm I've I've gotten to that place where it's now getting to the point that you have to be actually a superb superhero movie for me to want to have a second viewing. Um, that's how I felt with Guardians Two. Uh, it's how I feel with. I I know that you liked it a lot, but Doctor Strange. Mm. Um, I just I'd never. I feel like there's a spark inside of me that's gone. Um, oh, I mean, that... Kevin and I were talking about this uh, recently, how we're both kind of, well, he said he was marveled out. Yeah. And I said, I kind of feel that way, but I'm, I'm starting to wonder now if it's not just Marvel, if it's just... After this last movie, I know it's not just Marvel for me. It's just, just in general. It's just superhero movies. Yeah. Just, well, I think the one thing I can say about, you know, whether it's, um, 
DC, well, I guess, no. I guess one thing the DC movies aren't really victim to is being formulaic. They all have been different. Um, some have specific failures, but I wouldn't call them formulaic. No. The Marvel movies have been a little more formulaic. Yeah, they have their formula. And, um, and the thing is, with that formula, the they make good movies. But it's starting to get... It's look, getting stale. It's getting a little old. Yeah. Well, the problem, another problem that they're having is... I still like it's, them, it's an but origin, I'm not as excited about it anymore. Yeah. It's an origin formula. Yeah. These movies have been origins. It's why I'm actually, I for the most, most part, I am excited for Thor. Ragnarok? Ragnarok. Yeah. Because I think, from what I'm seeing, this movie is going to be different. That's one of my favorite trailers that I've yeah. seen in recent months. Yeah. With Immigrant Son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, I think with the right director, it's going to have its, he's going to put his own spin on it, and it's going to have a certain flair that's going to get me excited for the movie. Mm-hmm. My problem, and people keep saying, oh, aren't you excited for Homecoming? I am. But at the same level, I'm going, is it just going to be another generic Marvel movie? Uh, and well, also, I, I don't Andrew, want, I don't want is, that from this is the question I po you know I put to you and to you know myself and yeah. everyone else out there is are are we really going to feel that excited about something that's been rebooted three times no, no matter how good this movie could blow the Sam Raimi movies out of the water <laughs> um, in terms of style and effects and everything but we're still never going to feel the same way walking out of that movie as we did when we were kids watching the first one. True. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. Or how I felt walking out of Civil War. <laughs> how, how I you... felt so giddy after Civil War. After Civil War? Yeah. More than Winter Soldier? I thought for different reasons. Winter Soldier was like, holy cow. Oh, you're talking about the ending of that Civil was War and, and, like, and what it leaves open. No, 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 Spider-Man. Spider-Man being in the movie. Oh, just, I was like, oh, just the idea? Yeah, I was just like, this is... I was I was happy, which is why I'm, I'm excited for Homecoming. My problem is is that I don't know if I want a Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. I, am, I want Spider-Man in these movies, but I don't know if I want a, a solo Spider-Man movie. I don't know that I necessarily would have to have one either to be satisfied. I think I'd just be happy to have Tom Holland as Spider-Man in these new movies. In these new movies, and have um, him there and have him present. That... Like, him interacting I, with the the other superheroes mm-hmm. is what made it. Like, yeah. he was quipping, he was he was just well, we constantly talking. we need a Spider-Man origin story. And I feel like that should be obvious. I'm not, well, home, I'm, I'm home, not going Homecoming to explain. Not going to, Homecoming is not going to be an origin story. It's not going to be a telling of his high school days and how he deals with bullying and how he deals with all that stuff. Well, it is, but that's not an origin story. That's a it, character development story. To me, well, dude, that's the, it's the same premise. Well, an origin story is how he has powers, who he becomes, who he is. And I'm sh- you don't think they're going to touch on those types of things a little bit? Like, I mean, like, it, okay, what I'm saying is that it's, it's, it's still extraneous information that we don't need to have about Spider-Man to enjoy a movie with him in it. Yes. So, I guess, like, what I'm saying is, like you, I don't feel like we need it because it's just yeah. going to be another standalone movie where we kind of see him go through a lot of the same little things. Yeah. And... At this point, I would rather just see Spider-Man in a team because we haven't really seen that. Yeah, I think we saw it a little bit, obviously. And in, in, we, in, in we Civil might be War. more biased just because, especially me, just with I know so much about Spider-Man mm-hmm. that it's not new information. 
And that's how I mean that's how I feel about Batman, and honestly, yeah. that's how everyone feels about Batman. Yeah, even people who didn't know about Batman uh, until because you know what's funny is that a lot of people didn't know the Batman origin story until the 1989 movie. Like, oh really? Well, our parents yeah. who grew up with the 60s TV show, yeah, like they never touch on Bruce Wayne. No, because it's it's too dark. Be, yeah, it's too dark. So a lot of people I think who weren't <clears throat> comic book fans didn't know, but dude. They even touched on it in Batman Forever, and then it was all throughout the Nolan movies. Yeah. Well, not, not throughout, but, you know, it was there. And then they put it in BVS, and it's like, okay, enough. Yeah. And, um... And every single, like, animated <laughs> movie that's been out, like, it... What's really like... funny is if you read the, the stories, Bruce thinks about his parents, but it's not like that for no. him. He, he's gotten over it. Yeah. He's stronger than that. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I do know. So, but. moving on. Moving on. But, we're probably going to talk about this even more in our main topic. Uh, Justice League Power Rangers was a uh, crossover miniseries that was happening, uh, but it got cancelled. Um, it may come back. I think it was because of sales. I did talk to some people who read it, and they said it was it was a fun ride, but it wasn't anything spectacular, um, which is why I think this happened, just because it is also a weird fit, um, Power Rangers and Justice League. It's so. weird. I, I feel like that's something that seems really fun that could be done well if you were playing your cards right. Yeah, and you didn't have to worry about sales. Uh, then, one thing that I... In just like it's it's like a why why is this happening uh the venom movie is happening um tom hardy is playing venom which i am actually a-okay with i i'm like that's a perfect cast tom hardy to be eddie brock venom way better than topher grace way better 100 percent. the movie is being done by sony and only sony it's not a marvel Ooh. sony it's a uh. and Apparently, it's the start of a uh, a universe to be built around this this Venom character. And what bothers me is you cannot have Venom without Spider Man. You can't. The yeah. whole the whole he's thing a with Parasite. Yeah, and he's that's and not just like literally. I mean, like the character's relationship to Spider Man. Yeah, in the stories, it's all he's always kind of and Eddie, on Spider Man. Eddie just Brock's whole, whole motivation to do anything is based around Spider-Man. For those who do not know, Eddie Brock in the comics was a journalist. And Spider-Man pretty much uncovered uh, that he was a fraud. That all the things he was doing wasn't the truth. So he got fired, and he lost his job, and he lost his career. Um, and so he became, like, this poor dude. But all he had was... Pretty much all he had left was, like, his weight set. So he just became this giant, like, jack dude that was poor, and blamed Spider-Man for everything. And then what happens is, after Spider-Man was dealing dealing with his symbiote stuff, it was taking, taking over, it was making him act more harsh, uh, and it was actually controlling him when he was asleep. Like, the like the suit would get on him and like make him go do stuff when he was asleep. So, so he got rid of it, and it latched itself to Eddie Brock, uh, and then he became even more... Um, he became more powerful so he could stop Spider-Man. And he actually became more powerful than Spider-Man. Venom is stronger than Spider-Man. 
um, because what happens is the venom, just like the just like Spider-Man's powers, increases your strength. I think it's either like ten times or twenty times. Uh, and Eddie Brock's base physical strength is just like way over the top. It's way more powerful than Peter Parker's base physical strength. Well, yeah, he's just a bigger guy. Yeah, and so he his, he's not a, he's not more skilled with his powers though, is he? No. Uh, he's more brutal, though. He is more animal-ish. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, Venom isn't a... I've always seen... It's, it's funny that Tom Hardy is playing uh, Venom. I've always seen Venom, in, in a sense, as kind of Spider-Man's bane. He's, yeah. He, he, he's, no, that's exactly who he's he is. The, he's, he's a physical threat, and he's just... I mean, it's kind of like Batman is a fantastic fighter, but so is Bane, and he's that much bigger. Yeah, and... And with Spider-Man, it's kind of the same thing. The biggest thing is Venom doesn't exist to kill people. He's not your typical villain. Venom only exists to take out Spider-Man. That's all he wants to do. Whereas the opposite is Carnage. Carnage, who is a... uh, Actually, what happened in the comics is when Venom escaped from prison... Mm Mm-hmm. Part of the symbiote got cut on, like, a bar that was broken. Mm-hmm. And that symbiote then latched itself to... To an inmate, right? Cassidy. Something Cassidy. It was an inmate, um, right? Yeah. He's a serial killer. Yeah. Uh, and so then Carnage... I always thought that becomes, was so cool how that happened. Yeah. He becomes a serial killer, just starts murdering... I forget where I first learned that, because I know that's not in... Or it's not, like, done... What? What? what do we see Carnage much in the... Uh, is, is he in the Spider-Man 3 at all? I can't remember. No, he's not inspired. I didn't think either. so, so I don't know. I'm trying to remember. The I guess animated TV It must show? be the animated TV show yeah. that I remember it from. Because I know he was in that. Yeah. Um, and then there's also Maximum Carnage, which is one of the first times you see Carnage. Is a, it was like a Marvel event. It wasn't just Spider-Man when he I'm, first appeared. I'm familiar with that title because I had to bag so many of them when I worked yeah. at, at uh, Odyssey back in the day. Yeah, so... There were so many Maximum Carnage. So my problem is, we'll get a Venom, I'm pretty sure we're getting a Carnage movie, but we're getting all of this without Spider-Man. Lame. And that he is the central, the central character for all of this. Lame. Um, and yeah, that's why I'm not excited. Lame. <laughs> and it's just Sony. And Sony ruins everything, like, movie-wise. And it's just, it's annoying. They have to force their products into these movies. They don't know the characters that they own. And they just, they they ruin everything. So, I'm not excited. I'm excited that Tom Hardy is playing Venom, though. So. Is, um, the, the Venom movie is, so that one's not going to have Spider-Man either? None of, none of these movies? I have? don't, they're not based in the MCU universe. But... Spider-Man is kind of, I mean, I feel like Marvel and Sony are playing tug-of-war with, tug-of-war with him, so there's no reason why Spider-Man couldn't be in it. Because then he would have, it would have to be an MCU movie. For Spider-Man to be in it? Yeah. I thought Sony was giving Marvel, I, I, thought, I thought Sony was kind of like, okay, fine, you can have him back, but he's still kind of ours too. Yeah, and that's the weird thing, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. See, here's the deal. This conversation... Wouldn't like us discussing this and, yeah. and and us like questioning each other. None of this would be happening if they could get their ducks in a row. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, like this conversation wouldn't need to happen. Yeah. Like, no, a- Andrew, you make, you make a lot of good points, man. Yeah. Uh, then next, <laughs> just a little fun thing: Robotech, which was a anime from the eighties and nineties. 
um, is getting a comic book series, not a manga series, but a comic book series, which I'm excited for. That stuff is really cool and really fun. Um, Rich Butler. Rich Butler. Creator of Death Clock, uh, who is a Marvel character. Um, he passed away these just these past few weeks. Um, I, he was pretty old, so it wasn't like a surprise, but it's always sad to see um, a creator of comics and characters pass away. Um, I'm glad that he was able to see his character come to the screen at all, uh, because Death Clock is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and so it's I'm glad that he was able to get that. Then, speaking of creators... Uh, the creator of Mantis, who is, for those who have not, who have seen it, she was in Guardians Volume 2. Uh, she's, like, the Mantis creature, with mm-hmm. the, the, the one that could feel emotions. He is not happy with what they did with his character, which was make her innocent and stupid. Um, but he still enjoyed the, the movie, nonetheless. You know, I don't, I'm not familiar with that character at all, but when I watched it, I, I just had the sense that it was like, this seems like one of those characters they did something with. To, yeah. Just by... I mean, you can kind of get a feel for it when you're watching a movie and you're like, this doesn't really seem like a character that would appear on comic book pages. This kind of... Yeah. It looks like they did something... Well... Like, to this character. That's the same with Drax. You don't like Drax in the movies? No, no, no. Drax is one of my favorite parts. I'm saying Drax... They changed Drax's character. Drax in the comic books, um, and it's why I enjoy it, just because when I don't enjoy their character in the comics and they make the character better in movies is when I really like it. Drax in the comic, comic books is just a bloodthirsty, like, brute. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, they, they do it for comedic, but, like, he doesn't have the whole, like, the autistic kind of feel to it. And see, to um, me, I, I like characters with personalities. Yes. And, and he, he has so much. Yeah, Drax in the comics really does not have a personality. Um, I mean, he was he was brought back from the dead to kill Thanos. So. Do they... You'll have, have to refresh my memory. Do they, actually, do they actually have him um, in, introduce as that kind of character when he's in the first movie? Do they say, oh, this guy was brought back from the dead? No. No. They don't even go over it. No. Yeah, I thought I wasn't crazy. There's been hints at in the fact that when he was drowning and he come came back to life, there's there are hints that Drax cannot die. Hmm. Um But uh oh man. There's also hints that Groot can't die. Yeah. Well, yeah, as long as you have a twig of a splinter of Groot, he cannot die, yeah. You'd have to literally destroy all of them. Yes. Um, actually, in Secret Wars, the comic, the miniseries, I really like. They're secret. They're secret. Uh, there's actually a part where Star-Lord the entire time has a toothpick. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, for the longest time, I was like, why does... That's a strange... Thing to focus like, on? Yeah, it's strange for him to have. Like, that was a strange, like, costume design. And then one of the last issues is, like, there's a Galactus mm-hmm. that's there. Uh, and Franklin Richards... Yes. Franklin Richards is in charge of it. He, like, controls it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Star-Lord's all bloodied and almost dead. And then he, like, pounds... He takes the toothpick out and pounds it in the ground. And just, like, spurts into this, like, enormous Groot. And he's like, I am Groot! And he, like, starts fighting Galactus. And then Richards is like, well, this just took a turn. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Groot can literally, spot, like, sprout from anything. That's pretty sweet. The weird thing is... 
Groot has never been baby Groot or like teenage Groot. Like when Groot grows back, he grows back into himself. Yeah, I, I, I that's what I thought. Yeah. So that but I mean that's people like it. Yeah, it's not a character change. It's just a, a trait that's been changed. Um, then kind of more of the serious. Yeah. Stuff. Um, Zack Snyder has stepped down from Justice League, but not for good reasons. Um, and it's one of those moments where you're you're okay. I know what you're trying to say. It's where it's someone who you might not have been rooting for their art. Yeah. But that's not the reason why you want... You don't, you, you never want someone to step off a project because of the reason. Yeah, so... He, he, he's experiencing a very tough time with his family, right? Or troubled times. Yeah. With, I mean, we can straight up say it. His family, yeah. For those who don't know, his daughter committed suicide about two months ago. Um, and so it, it's just a huge toll on the family. Um, his wife was also, I think, a producer on the, the movie. <clears throat> and so they have decided to step down. It is post, so everything, all their creative mindset is still the movie. Mm-hmm. It's still going to be Zack Snyder's movie. Um, it's just, uh, like, the editing and stuff like that is going to be actually done by Joss Whedon. He mm-hmm. has stepped up um, because he is now... Switched from in Marvel to DC. Uh, and he's also doing the Batgirl movie, which I'm really excited for because Joss Whedon does female characters right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does have a I've, history of that. Like, if Batgirl is pretty much just Buffy the movie, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's just a Buffy the Vampire movie, I'm just, I'm excited. Um, he does a very great job with his female characters. Uh, but it still sucks that this is a reason that has to, like, this is a reason. Like, I would rather just be, everything was fine, and Zach was like, you know, this isn't my project. Yeah. Um, but this is literally the worst thing. The the worst reason for, to be stepping down. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care that I was tired of someone's art. I never yeah. want that to be their reason for stepping up a project. That's, yeah. that's, that's awful. Yeah. So... We're hoping and wishing best for the Yeah, family. I wish him the best for Zack Snyder um, and his family. But, yeah. Uh, then, Static Shock could have been in Injustice 2. But he wasn't. Small, which actually annoys me. Because that means there's one black character <laughs> in Injustice 2. And it just annoys me because there's so many. And I'm annoyed that, like, we don't have a movie. We don't have... And I found out why. I found out why, Cody. What's that? Apparently, DC does not own the creative rights to Static Shock. How does that work? I, I don't know. I think I don't think DC created Static Shock. Huh. I think another company created Static Shock, and they've been lending him to DC to use in all their mediums, and... Uh, the the director for Injustice 2 actually wanted Static Shock. There was a poll that went out before the movie, mm-hmm. the game got made about which character would they want, would the the public want in Injustice 2. Stat- Static Shock won. Mm-hmm. He won the poll. Uh, they have character models and everything, um, but then at the very end, uh, the company that apparently owns the rights to Static Shock 
cut all ties with DC and won't let them use it. That sucks. Yeah. You don't remember which company it was? Uh, no. It's like, it starts with an M. It's not Mattel. What what year um, was he created? Do you know? Like I don't. Circa, circa. I don't know. You don't know if he's a golden age or bronze or. Uh, if anything, he's a silver, bronze age. Silver. I think he's a bronze age character. He's he's newer, um, but Black Lightning, who is kind of like the the Batman of Static Shock, who's kind of like the Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Lightning, I believe, is going to be in Injustice too. So hmm. we will get that, and he's getting his own TV show. Um, so I'm hoping that character becomes more prevalent. He's the he's the one in Young Justice when Static Shock was like in the sewers, and the guy was like, "I think you might need a mentor." He's like, I can teach you things. That's Black Lightning. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I hope that he becomes more prevalent. Uh, so, yeah. That's the news for this week. So, now um, we're moving on to our main topic. Our main topic. Which... So, we're talking about um, the new superhero... Um, DC. The new superhero Extravaganza. movie. Extravaganza. I guess... Well, I mean, on well, Frick, for a minute or two, it seemed like it was becoming this like phenomenon. Yeah, which is you know, we'll get into that. But yeah, but uh, yeah. So this movie just came out, and uh, it seems to be getting. We are going to go into spoilers, by the way. So yeah, if not we're, going into, Woman, we're going into spoilers. Skip this part and then come back. Come, when you've, come when back you've... to it, most definitely. Yes. Um, I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. Cause I think, I'm excited. I think we're going to agree on a lot of things, and I think we're going to disagree on a lot of things, because there are a lot of things to... There, You know, what's funny is this movie... Not funny, but amusing. Is this movie made me think about a lot of things about superhero yeah. movies. Same um, here. Same here. Because so many... Have you thought about it more since we last talked? No. You I, haven't? I processed everything that night, and it's now... It's now here. No, I mean, like, thought. well, thought about it more like, as to why you feel the way you do. No. I, like I said, I process Like, I'm... Because, like, it, I mean, it kind of just hit me. Well, you, I, um, had a, I had a whole night to process it. You watched it tonight. Yeah. So, um, it kind of hit me recently, like, I mean, it just made me think about, um superhero movies in, in general, and like we were talking about earlier with Marvel having a formula and um just the way superhero movies are made those are all things that i want to touch on but uh i want to start with um with you just talking about the movie of the you know plot um style whatever what, what you thought about just the basics the gist of wonder woman and then <laughs> we and then we can get into details like maybe okay. gradually i don't know how, how do you want to kick this off i what, mean what can... feels best I mean, we can pretty much just, I would say, our our initial response after seeing the movie. Oh, okay. Both of ours. Mine was... Like one, one word or a couple sentences? Maybe a sentence. Like okay. describing describing your emotion inside mm-hmm. afterwards. To me, let down. Let down is yours? Yes. Interesting. I mean, I knew that. Yeah. Um, I really, really like this movie. I, okay. I, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Um, the thing is, um, I know why I liked it, and I feel like, in many ways, it's the it's the superhero movie pattern when it's done a certain way 
makes it more likable for me. And I'm starting to notice, like, there are ways you can kind of cheat, you know, having to go to great lengths to be creative and, and original with your storytelling ideas. And um, I think people trying to say that this movie is, like, super spectacular is just a little bit, I don't know. It's it's a little childish to to give this movie like, you know, worlds and worlds of praise. Uh, that being yeah. said, I give this movie a seven point seven. Um, I mean, we're not far off. Yeah. Um, I guess for me is this movie uh, had things about it that could have been better, but for for me it was more like minor specific failures, whereas. Other movies that I've had, you know, or that I've been more critical of, mm-hmm. just either failed across the board, or had at least one or two things that were really, really just crappy. Yeah. And I didn't personally feel that this movie had anything in particular about it that I would say is crappy. There were some things I about didn't. it that, but there were some things. There's one, one one thing I think I know what we're gonna touch on here. Um, that there's one thing that I think we're really, really going to disagree on, and um, I, I'm. I'm interested in talking about that. Okay. Ben was telling me he thought one person... Well, actually, hold on. There was one thing about it that I just thought didn't need to be there. Um, uh, but we can get it. A character, actually. Um, I didn't really feel like Chief needed to be there. No! <laughs> Chief, you know... And the, and, the, okay, and, and, the Scottish, and the Scottish guy... I found obnoxious, and the thing is that so, I, I like Scott. I like Scottish characters. So those those are actually some of my my disagreements with the movie, um, because I had one person. Com- I've had many people compare it to Captain America, uh, and they they're like they said they found the characters, the side characters in Wonder Woman, those the band, more interesting than the Howling Commandos in. Captain America. The, and then the who? The Howling Commandos. His side. Oh, His yeah. side team. And I was like, fair enough. The Howling Commandos were... They were disposable. They weren't supposed to be a central plot to anything. However, the Howling Commandos, as much as, like, character they didn't have, mm. did more in the movie than the side characters in this movie. Yeah, I thought they kind of gave us these extraneous characters... And, I thought and, they were going to do stuff and these weird personalities and and get ups. Yeah, and it's like you, you have the you have the out of place Scottish guy and the out of place Indian. Why? Why was he there? Yeah, I just didn't get it at all. Um, they just wanted to throw in the little bit where she's well, like, well, "What well, happened to your people?" Oh, and he's he, like, he, "He happened." Yeah, yeah, or, you know, to yeah. this random American who yeah. was in the British Navy. Yeah, that was that, that, yeah that <laughs> the was British Air Force. Yeah, that that was the um the part that I was like, yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of just let it go, but yeah. to me, I just found it funny. Um, but I mean, whatever. That that didn't ruin the movie for me. But I, I agree with you. Like it was just yeah. like he didn't need to be there. No. Um, I also think another thing is there were certain characters I think needed more screen time. Uh, one of them is the secretary. I liked her. I really liked her. She and could I think she could have been in more. She could have been in more. And I, I could agree with they that. They even propped her up. There, like he even said, "You'll be here and you'll be planning the mission. Like mm-hmm. you'll be overseeing the mission." 
And I was like, oh, sweet, we're going to get, like, she, we're going to find out that he knows that she's, like, a strategist. No. That was, like, like, her character just went to the wayside as well. There were two characters in this movie that mattered. Two characters that mattered. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think here. For those who don't know, Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor were the only two characters that mattered. Yeah, I I was going to say, like, even though we we only see a short uh, bit with them in the beginning, um, I quickly got attached to the Amazons, chiefly uh, her mom and her aunt, during the fight with the Germans in that scene, I, I thought that was I thought that was very well executed. I really, li- I liked okay. that scene a lot. So you didn't like? That I didn't scene. like that scene. You're an idiot. I I didn't like <laughs> the just, scene. I'm just kidding. I no, really, I, really, I think it bothers me because that's when I started going. This whole movie's going to use slow mo in the action scenes. Was there that was, there was the initial bullet scene? Uh, when the Amazons first get there, as they're swinging down, it's all slow-mo. When she does the jump over the rock, it's all slow-mo. The guys get shot with arrow, it's all slow-mo. But it was just riddled with slow-mo. So, one of my gripes is too much slow-mo. I, but I liked the way, when they actually went into, in the combat, there, there were a lot of fast punches and stuff that I thought were really cool. And not and not all of it was was changing angles. There there were definitely moments where you see connecting fists and stuff like that. There there was definitely too much slow motion and like the thing where like I was talking about where it's like she pulls her shield back and she's frozen there for ten seconds yeah. and then release. Yeah. And and yeah, that wasn't my favorite. But like I'm able to segregate the two or compartmentalize the two because I I do think the choreography was better than I've seen in a lot of um, other movies and shows recently i mean shows definitely well a couple shows that have come out recently i just they've kind of hung their heads about this high yeah and put um you know speaking mostly of jessica jones (laughs) yeah no and and that is no i I just thought that was i mean okay i thought um themiscura i thought they made it look very mesmerizing yet i thought fairly realistic considering i'm sure most of it was cg but when the Germans... I think that might have been another problem with me is maybe the the screening I saw it on maybe high def doesn't do this movie justice. But I just saw it. I saw it on JXL. Interesting. Every time there was like a background, it was just grainy, and I thought no. See, like, I thought it looked really sleek. I I, I thought you were, I, I thought you were going to say it looked too sleek or too shiny. No, to me it looked too grainy. Like oh, wow. I could easily tell that this was not a real place. See, for me, I thought it looked pretty good. I thought, um... I thought Especially it... London. London looked the worst. I was like, this is, this is like, London backdrop from TV shows. Hmm. That's, yeah. that's what I felt. Uh... I liked... I didn't take note of that. I liked, uh, No Man's Land. How it looked. Um... But, yeah. The battlefield? The battlefield. I liked yeah. how, I liked how the battlefield looked. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie was, I don't know why I liked it so much, perhaps because you see her from a bird's eye view when she's getting shot at with, with her shield out in front of her. Yeah. God, that looks so good. There, I, I thought that looked, when you, when you see her from, from up above, from the camera looking down on Diana. Yeah. And you see all the gunfire, uh, pounding her. However, 
there is a scene right before that that is like one of my the scene where I, I rolled probably the biggest what's that when she gets up out of the trench <laughs> oh you didn't like that no and there's the giant explosion and then she's just walking and I was just like you... so here's what I was gonna say I, I was like I was like okay I and here's my deal I, f- I think I when I saw that I liked it and I was gonna be like this is gonna this is the part right here where a lot of people are gonna say oh this is just Hollywood cheese yeah, but here's the deal. I feel I feel that the only reason um, that we're starting to feel this way is because we're entering yet another generation of filmmaking. I feel like we're leaving behind the era already of like the first Iron Man and and other movies that have come out where it's there's the you know there's there's, there's, there's certain things that we're we're kind of the the slow mo and the epic. Oh, I'm gonna go do this now. Um, I think I think my problem is is are things that we would have liked that, twenty years ago or that ten years scene, ago. I don't think I would have liked that scene. I think, to me, the in, the superhero entrance I'm totally fine with. I actually enjoy the superhero entrance. The that one that entrance because I was pumped. I was like, she's going to flip off the thing and she's just going to be like wreck and shop, and she did. But like that first, there's the explosion behind her, and I was like, this is. This is designed, like this moment right here was. It was too, it was too it perfectly didn't, sculpted. It, yeah, it didn't feel natural at all to me. And, and that's part of Zack Snyder. Most okay. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. Most of the problems with this movie, yeah, in my honest opinion, are, are Zack Snyder's Zach influence. Snyder. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, I I really think that uh, had it. The only thing that I will say about him is that I like some of his camera angles. Yeah. I just don't like the unnecessarily un- unnecessarily slow moving cameras yeah. and slow motion because he does when he does slow motion it's not just like the character's movements in slow motion you can see slow panning mm-hmm. and little things like that you know what I'm talking about yeah where it's like the camera's floating with yeah. the scene yeah I don't know that's a that's a little much I'm a little bit bored with Snyder's style yeah. I've been underwhelmed by his movies, like just the content in in his movies for a while now. But now I'm even bored with uh, uh, even his his filming style, which which for a long time I defended. Like, oh no, I like Zack Snyder's style. So yeah. it's style, it's just his uh, the content, the, the writing, yeah. the content. But um, so here's what I what I liked about it, and this is actually um, what was the big what's what's our big disagreement? The villain. Oh my gosh, you like that. I, thought, I so uh, I I liked the the way the villain was this recurring theme throughout the movie is like what is he? What's oh, the, I knew who he was right. What's the that. you knew he was gonna be the English guy? Yeah. How? I have no clue. But like as soon as he came out of the meeting, his like his and then he talked to her and they they're she's like, let's go and they were going like in my head I was like that's Aries. There's because in my head I was like. There's no way the guy that they keep telling us is the big bad evil is well, the big bad evil. Well, no. Here's so here's the thing is I was thinking Ares because every the whole the whole time it's like is Ares this German officer who I mean like that to me would have been the most predictable thing to do. Yes. Um. The and then for for a second I was like maybe Ares is the an actor. No, I was thinking oh. Mary. Maybe Ares is well that. This was something I was thinking, but I was like, nah. No, maybe Ares really was an abstraction, and that he's yeah. not really a character. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe it's the spirit of the war. Maybe you know. Maybe it's just what you know. Maybe he he wasn't just that. But um, so, what problem do you have with Ares being on the quote unquote good guy's side, but playing the role of destructor and pitting these humans against one another to destroy them off and kill them off? Like, what part of that? I have no problem with that. I have a problem with the execution. The idea, awesome. I was I so, was down for it. I don't like the actor who played Ares. I didn't like any. I didn't like how they his design at the end. Like I didn't like any of that. The the armor. Yeah, because I, like, I mean the 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 design they had for him when he got thrown off of Olympus and he got shot off of Olympus with the lightning. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's ba. I was like, if that's oh, yeah. his armor at the end, that would be so cool. No, we just got a giant metal monster. Like we didn't. And he get... still had his. I mean, I mean, he was wearing metal armor, but I mean, he had, he had his face underneath. No, I know. Like I wanted, I wanted a Spartan. That's why I wanted that look. That he is the god of war. He doesn't need armor. He can be anyone. He's the. He gets the armor headpiece. Well, I mean, he gets the cape. He is and he's shooting badass. He is shooting lightning out of. I don't his... know why he was shooting lightning. But... Well, he has the power of Zeus in his blood. I mean, he is Zeus's son. Yeah, I know. I just um, which is probably also why she could absorb it. That's what Kevin and I were discussing. Yeah, is because she's related. She. It was so funny. Kevin, Kevin and I started talking about how some of his lines reminded us of like Emperor Palpatine. When he's like, "You have no, yeah, you have no choice." Or, I just, or, and actually, I I liked I liked that. Um, honestly, I thought he was. I thought he was better than Ronan as a villain, um, personally. Yeah, well, Ronan didn't do anything. I've I've always said Ronan. It, Ronan is the biggest disappointment of that movie. Yeah, and then what? Who else did I like him more? Um, I liked the ending of that fight sequence more than the ending of the Guardians main fight sequence. By the end of that, I was kind of, I was kind of like, okay, can Kurt Russell's character die now? Oh, in Guardians, in Guardians 2. 2. Yeah. Um, I thought it started off really cool, and that scene when they were down there and yeah. they had to blow up him from the inside. So the... They, they, that, I think this movie, what it got right that a lot of other movies have failed in, in my opinion, is pacing. I thought the pacing was good. See, I'm the opposite. The I didn't like the pacing. Of the the pacing of the movie, but, but Andrew, it never stalls. It keeps carrying forward. I thought it did stall. When? Uh, it was the... Um... The scene after she saves the town after No Man's Land. When... They're all dancing and then they have sex. Well, you don't see any of that. No, but, but I'm saying no, like... You didn't, you, didn't, but, you didn't like the connection between the two characters? I see. I, I, I like the connection. It was the execute. Once again, I like the ideas. I like a lot of the ideas behind this movie. It's execution that I'm just like, okay. With that whole thing, I was excited for these two characters... To have this chemistry that you know there's chemistry, but I mean they're in the middle of war. Mm-hmm. There's no way that they they're going to act on this chemistry, and then all of a sudden they they throw it in there, and that that was like I'm like really we really need this scene, and then another problem I think with it was to is, heighten the emotional reaction you have when Steve. I thought it would have been more. If I to me it would have been more. Because she would have never had that chance. You mean like, like with Peggy and was it Pe- yeah Pe- Peggy and Cap? Cap. Um, but just like her at that moment, she realizes that she truly loves this man, 
um, and like she's never going to be able to see him again. Yeah. Then that that is what gives her that like sense of. But no, we've we've seen that. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't. It's one of those things where it's like I I I liked it. Um, it doesn't. It didn't really make me like it anymore. But I don't. I don't think taking it out would make would would make it better for me. Hmm. Um. So what? So so what? What did you not like about it exactly? About what? About well, you well you said that that's what you didn't like about the movie but so, so wait a second no you, no I said I said I heard so I guess I heard what you said but I'm not really seeing by the end of the movie I was ready I was ready for it to be over hmm that's I I don't know I I actually thought that the fight scene like when she killed the, the German guy I was like she didn't kill Ares she's gonna appear it's gonna be the Patrick so you, you thought that the scene the love scene and, and the dancing was I mean that was really a, a minuscule part of the movie I didn't think it took up too much space at all for some reason it just it, I, I think that was like the. I also think the beginning was too long the beginning? yeah I as much as was... I like Themyscira Themyscira to the rest of the film was detached to, I, no more to me than than Krypton is in the, in either of the Superman ones. I would say Krypton's shorter than Themyscira. In Man of Steel. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not talking about Superman, the original. Okay. Um, like I I liked I honestly liked Themyscira more than the Man of Steel, the Man of Steel take on Krypton. I, I do agree with that. Um, but that's because the Man of Steel, Krypton, they made it look like Avatarville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, no, uh, for me, it's I. It's when I realized I'm done with superhero origins. And it was, I didn't need to see her as a little girl um, growing up. Because thought... we've already seen Wonder Woman. If we had never seen Wonder Woman up to this point, this is the first time we're seeing Wonder Woman. Totally cool. But we... It's... What's annoying to me is I feel like the Wonder Woman we got in BVS, which is true, she is more experienced, I enjoyed her more than I enjoyed her in this one. One thing that I... I don't know. I, one thing that I liked more about Gal's uh, performance in this one than in BVS is because of her conviction to her morals and and her her values to use I know I know it's really like stupid to say that <laughs> like but no how repulsed she was by the way man treats his brother yeah um I was really convicted by that I don't know or, or, I I I wasn't convicted by it I felt her conviction and I thought it was very sincere um and the way she kept questioning why Steve that's his name right Steve Trevor Steve Steve I remembered his last name was Trevor I, I just couldn't remember his first name um why like it's like well you're doing all this messed up stuff too so like he's like Arius has you know he's corrupted he's corrupted all of you or yeah it's not I I I, I liked that she learned that man is inherently flawed it's yeah. not something like where oh the gods did this and it's like no it's like yeah. man is that's how we are 
Because, mainly because I, I agree with that. I don't think that... I mean, now we can get into Christian philosophy. Yeah, uh, and that like, actually goes into another little... That's my thing, is there were so many of those small little th- moments that to any other person, they wouldn't... They probably wouldn't fuck. And I respect that. I understand that. Those mo- Those moments just, after another, just kept popping up for me. And that's... At the end of the day, that's why... I was let down by this movie. And another one is when she kills Ares and then all of a sudden the German and the German and the Englishman are shoulder and shoulder like like okay, we can be friends. She when she killed Ares and like they get up and they like they all smile at each other. I'm like I thought we just went over that man is kind of flawed and Ares really didn't have anything to do with it. He just spoke words into a couple of people's ears, and they were the ones acting on it. There, we see the Germans and the English just stop fighting and smile at each other, and at the very end when she kills Ares, I don't remember. They get that up, at they all. have their gas masks, and then it's one of the crew gets up and like, like helps up a German guy, and they're like, oh. I don't even remember that for yeah. some reason. I, I I must not have been paying attention to that for some reason. I, I was. And by the end, all I was really thinking about was her and Steve, because like 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 you were saying, like those are the two characters you care about in this movie. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I mean, and you do like the the secretary. Yes. But once again, she's she's not critical to the. This plot. is totally off topic. Is the is is her aunt um, the princess from Princess Bride? I'm pretty sure that's the actress. We can look into it. Yeah. I I think that's who that is though. It might be. Um, and I thought I recognized the actress who plays her mother, but I'm not sure who that is. Um, uh, no, I, I liked this movie, so uh, I, I liked it a lot. So here's why... I liked it more than BVS. I liked it a lot more than BVS. I, I mean, I came out of the movie feeling good. Um, like, I, I my spirits felt... Like everything was there, I, I, I felt I felt like happy. Just a, just like uh, you know emotionally, just you know about life. When I walked out of, I felt good. <laughs> Whereas like BVS and Suicide Squad were just yeah. movies that threw me into the fire emotionally. Yeah. Like watching everything just fall to crap the entire time. Well, BVS, honestly, okay, that's not true. BVS, it took me a few days, and yeah. I let things sink in, and I was like, wow. This movie really was a, a piece of crap. Yeah. When I first watched it, I had. I remember you were you were like against me, because well, I I I got that feeling like almost immediately. And Ben Schultz yeah. was kind of the same. Yeah. Where he like. Well, he he, I enjoyed, think he enjoyed I, the movie. Well, I mean, I enjoyed watching a lot of the, a lot of the parts of it. Like yeah. th- there was a lot about the movie that I still like enjoyed viewing. So. Um, What I'm saying is, this movie was not like the 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 message of the movie and the vibe of the movie wasn't a bummer. No, that's what I, that's what I mean. I feel I felt good inside after watching it. Kind of like watching Power Rangers. It doesn't mm-hmm. you don't walk out feeling like emotionally like stabbed, yeah. you know, in the face. Yeah. Um, like some movies, which some some movies you need that, but uh, I feel like I've had enough. 
of you know dark superhero movies for a little bit. I just mm-hmm. there's just been a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, this movie dealt with some dark things, but I didn't feel it was done in a super dark way at all. Yeah. What what did you, what did you think about the tone of the movie in terms of would you descri- how would you describe it would you describe it as somewhere in between light and dark? Light. Yeah, as weird as it sounds, I was more interested in the dark moments, but than I was in the light moments. I did I did like the uh, little mini reenactment of Zeus's and uh, yeah that was cool of, of Zeus killing Ares yeah or of him ridding banishing banishing Ares. him yeah I thought that yeah. looked that did look really cool. Um, I don't know. I thought I thought the movie had a positive spirit to it, and I yeah. I, I liked that. Um, I mean, it. I I won't agree. I won't disagree with that. It did. Um, I think it's made me realize, though, how easy it is now to tee the ball up for a swing you know it's like oh we just made this movie people are gonna go and it's gonna be a box office smash just because yeah. we put the parts in the right order yeah like a pop song and uh and that and that's my thing with this movie is the parts are in the right order but nothing it's it's the same feeling I had when I walked out of Guardians of the Galaxy two, yeah. Like I was like, yeah, all the parts were there, mm-hmm. and the the movie flowed. Mm-hmm. Um, the acting was good for the most part. Yeah. Um, I cared about characters. Chris Pine does do a good German accent. Chris, I think Chris Pine did the best German accent. That's another critique I have of this movie. I didn't think that the, the other Germans German were, well, I didn't I didn't think it was like oh my gosh that's the worst German accent I've ever heard but it, there were times I was like oh, those are American actors you could tell well my my problem is was we have a coalition of Germans not talking to each other in German yeah I mean I, I think I thought we would get I thought we were at a point where we're past this like where we can actually have like people aren't bothered by subtitles where you can actually have subtitles and people talking in their language to each other it was one of my critiques for Captain America as we have no one's speaking German to each other Mm -hmm. but you had a a table of German commanders coming up with strategies and stuff and no one was speaking German like they were all speaking English with German accents I was just like what? yeah Um, but I mean that I that bothered me a lot but me, Once again, these are small things that to me, I think to me, that's other a very people, it's a very minuscule failure. To me, that's a major failure. But those are we have different aspects. It's well, I'm saying, Andrew, it's it, really it's really not. You're being you're just being pickier than you need to be about it. It took me out of the movie. <laughs> it's not picky. It took me out of the movie. I, I didn't care about the bad guys at all. I didn't care well, about the, anything. The, the, that's Ger- the Germans. I guess for me, it's like what what, what pulled me into it was that it was. World War One, which is a period we hadn't we hadn't yet seen. Also, the thing about World War One is, uh, it was a the reason World War One was a tough war is because you kind of didn't know, you really didn't know who was actually the bad guys. The mm-hmm. Germans were like at the end, mm-hmm. but everything that happened was everyone's fault. Well, that's kind of the, that's kind of um, 
what's behind the message of the movie, though. Except is that man... The message was there, but the execution wasn't. That it was like, oh, the Germans are the bad guys. Yeah, but then you realize... Well, no, they, even well, had, they even had evil bad guy music every time they showed up. Well, I think that was more to throw us through a loop, though, because the entire time we're thinking the German army is led by Ares, and, he's, and that's not... So I think it's meant to take your focus on you put your focus on them. That's why I thought it was a cool review reveal that Ares wasn't on the German side. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be. I mean, they kind of made it look like he was going to be. Well, cause, I know because like they made it look that way, but because the because there's there's the gas, and then he was the god of war doesn't want war to end, so he's not going to let one side win. No, I mean, yeah, of course, but I mean. That doesn't mean that he couldn't have. He still, he still could have been no, on the German they side. They could have made it that he was on the German side. Well, here's what I was thinking about when I was watching it: is I was like, what if he is a spirit that is possessing? You know, the, the, this is what I was thinking. Like when I first wa- started watching the movie, not like yeah. by the middle of it, but in the beginning. What if Ares isn't? What's the word I'm looking for? There's, there's a. I'm trying to think of... There's a, a term to describe, like, the difference between, like, a, a form you can physically touch and, like, a spirit or an entity that's, like, not really there. And I'm, I'm trying to remember what, what the distinction is. But anyways, I was wondering if maybe he was, like, gonna just be this, kind, this like, you know, spirit of war and chaos that consumes people, um, or you see consuming, like, maybe one or two people on each side, like, just trying to... I would have enjoyed that more. It, yeah. I think that would have been interesting. Yeah. And I think, to me, it would have been better, like, if he finally manifested. Like, after she goes in and she's also participating in this war, and she's causing causing even more war from her actions. Like, and from that, the whole spirit, he manifests. And it's that sense of the Greek gods lose their power when they're not worshipped. And the fact that war is happening is a, like, it's, it's a term of worship for the god of war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that would have manifested him. That's true. That being. is true. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Chris Pine was good. I thought she was really. I thought she was really great too. I thought. I thought both of them were good. Um, yeah. And then I thought. Oh, my big issue with the Scotch guy is you have this guy that you set up to be the super awesome sniper and doesn't snipe a single person the whole movie. Doesn't she even say that at the end, though? Doesn't she even say Yeah, she's like, you have a marksman who's not, who doesn't shoot. And then my, I was like, oh, we're going to go into why. Nope. Yeah, I, I mean, I can take or leave that. That was whatever. Yeah. I, I just, uh, the, the two parts of the movie that I thought were just unnecessary were the, the Indian chief and the Scottish dude. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm. Also how stereotypical they were. Like. To the T. They they were really just like smoke signals. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was also just like, why is he? Why is he here? Why is he overseas? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, because he smuggles. I've talked to a lot. I I, I grew up with a friend who uh, is Sue, who's from, yeah. from uh, that tribe, and um, they don't. I mean. The, the Indians weren't really known for... I mean, especially at that time for traveling overseas to... No, no, they weren't. It, wasn't a, it just wasn't a thing. They yeah. stayed... I mean, <laughs> they pretty much for a long time just stayed put because they were yeah. afraid of anything else happening to them. Yeah. And you could imagine why. Yeah. 
Um, so I thought that was just weird. And then the Scottish guy, um, I mean, yeah, he was really stereotypical, but a big thing for me is he was, I, I thought he was obnoxious. Yes. He just, was. Just really annoying. And the thing is, I like Scottish characters. I like Scottish accents. I like, I like Scottish characters who are like BA and they get into fights, but he was just obnoxious. I, I mean, like, for instance, like, you gotta love, well, the original Scotty and Simon Pegg Scotty. Yeah. You gotta love that character. Oh, yeah. Love that character. And he's, I mean, in, in many ways, you could say he's a cliche Scotsman. Yeah. But he's also awesome. And this guy wasn't awesome. No. Um, no, so we can we can agree on that. Yeah. And, uh, and, the, and the one thing that, Andrew, I will agree with you on is that I, I do think this movie was cookie cutter. Yes. Um, I don't think that it was... Like, meaning, like, the plot. Um, like, origin, middle bit, ending fight sequence, love story, that kind of, you know, kind of fizzles out. Like, I don't know. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, like, I found that I like that formula, and... It's probably why I didn't like Doctor Strange as much as you do. Um, Doctor Strange? Yeah. It might be the same reason. I don't know that that one really follows the same formula as the rest do. The origin, his training, find out who the bad guy is, big bad scene at the end. I feel like Doctor Strange... To me, I, I like Doctor Strange more than I like this movie. But I think I would still agree with that. Yeah. I don't think Doctor Strange is... I mean, it is an origin setup, but I feel like he spends more time going in different directions in his journey. Yeah. With the... I mean, there's just a lot of different little things. And then, of course, you have a come to bargain with you and, like, mm -hmm. little things that they threw in. I don't know. I thought Doctor Strange was... Also, what Doctor Strange had going for it was, like, head-splittingly, like, mind-bogglingly good uh, effects. Yes. That might be another thing. I think I'm spoiled by really good CG. See, I thought the CG in this movie was... Uh, I, I, it was decent, I, and I, it was passable. I give it about a B. Yeah. Maybe maybe even a B- minus in parts. Yeah. There was um, just... Like, even to the point where I, I was starting to notice when characters were CG. Um, oh, and, yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I'm just... I, I might be spoiled, because we, we now have really good CG mm -hmm. in some movies where you can't even tell when characters are CG. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm I'm spoiled by well done choreography fight scenes without CG. That's and what. That, so even though I thought the fight scenes minus slow mo looked yeah. good, I will say I will take a raw Daredevil esque fight scene. Yeah. And a lot of Diana's. I mean, okay. I, okay. I'm mostly thinking of like Winter Soldier fight scenes. Yeah. Which were just like straight good. up, fist to fist. Like, punch, punch, like... Yeah. I guess Daredevil's the same thing, but grittier and nastier. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, the only thing that I think in the fights that, like, really needed to be CG is obviously any time there was her deflecting bullets, her lasso, and uh, the any energy projection. Yeah. Um, what, what, what part did I think looked really good, though? Oh, oh, I'll tell you what I thought was B.A. Um, when she's training with uh, her aunt and blows her backward, I actually, okay. I, I thought that was pretty neat. Um, and then when she used it again later, I was like, okay, that's a cute little callback. 
Um, but no, the first time you see it, and like you're like, whoa, she blew the hell out of her yeah. aunt, who is the train, the, the main trainer and stuff. Yeah. Um, I I thought I thought that looked good. I didn't feel like they had. Because the blast didn't stay on screen for very long, and I thought it was just like it was a nice little touch. Um, I'm trying to think about the CG in this movie. It, what what other parts were where there was CG besides like Themyscira and like the fight scenes? What else was there? Is that pretty much it? The backgrounds for anything were all CG. So. Even 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 in 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 England, it, it's all CG. Yeah, most of it. The, like the backdrop for anything was CG. Well, then when they when they were the, in, not, not when they were inside though. Inside, no, those were sets. Yeah. Um, her fight scene in the alleyway, I really like that scene. Yes, I, that um, that was good. Uh, Any time that Chris Pine was fighting, there was no CG. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um, this character. Uh, yeah I mean there's never need to use it for his character and it just kind of makes it easier like I don't know there's that uh, I did notice when she's training with her aunt like on like they do that like that pan away karate kid kind of moment which, where she's training with her aunt on the rock oh yeah that was CG'd uh, both, both of them were cg both, both the characters? Yeah. Hmm. See, it, the, and this is where I'm in saying... In GXL, it just, like... I I, I didn't... I just didn't I saw, I saw it in the same... I saw Dolby Atmos GXL. I thought you said you saw it in more enhanced. GXL is the most enhanced they have there. I thought... G, uh, ben told... Ben just told me today earlier... Ben, if you're listening to this soon, you can beat me in the face for saying this. If I'm wrong... Yeah. Uh, but I was told that GXL was normal. No, there's like a there's like a general theater, that's that's just the normal theater. I th- I thought GXL the was the normal. first four movie theaters at Santopia are GXL. Hmm. Like the one two three four, and GXL is their four K. Yeah. Screen. Uh, the one that I saw it in is the biggest. It's their eighty screen, eighty foot screen. The other ones, I think, are 60 feet. So it's a smaller screen. That might that does have a difference mm-hmm. if you didn't see it in Dolby Atmos. Did well, you I, see it in 3D? No. Okay. Um, but, I mean, like, not that Kevin is picky with movies, but, I, I mean, he's the kind of person who notices effects. I feel like he would have been making fun of it if it was really bad, if it was really noticeable, because he's... That's something like he, I said, he it was... The, the backdrops were grainy, but it, that wasn't enough to pull me out of the movie. Uh-oh. Like that, that stuff to me is me nitpicking. Mm-hmm. When I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, that was CG. That was CG. Um, anytime it's CG stuff, that unless it's like really bad, uh, it doesn't put me out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Just because I know there's there's certain things people can do and people can't do. Lang- okay. I'm, oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, language and and like not like foul or clean, but yeah. like 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 a you know the languages people use. It's one of those things. Actually, it used to bother me more when I was younger. Like I used to watch Star Wars, and I'd be like, if this is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, <laughs> why, why are they speaking, speaking English? English? Of course, in in the comics and the books, they refer to it as Galactic Basic. Yeah, I know that. Yes. But but um, Galactic Basic. 
<laughs> no, um, that's Luke Skywalker. Yeah, and now it's like who? Padme. Padme. She definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I guess people have always been lazy with that in movies. That it's something that I just learned to overlook. It is weird when you, like you were saying, when you're not consistent with it and you have one scene in the subtitles. Yeah, where like, she's speaking in French to the guy. Well, she switches. Uh, she's switching I, languages. So she's switching languages. I think they speak Chinese, too. Yeah, man. They speak Mandarin. They kind of had to do subtitles for that scene. No, I, but I you, understand But that. if you're going to do subtitles once, you should probably do it in all yeah. the other scenes where you need to do it, too. Yeah, have your, have your people speaking German. There were only really a couple scenes... Where they would have had to do that in, in two. So, yeah. I, so, I see what you're saying. I've just kind of learned to pull myself out of the language barrier, the, the, any kind of language barrier, mm-hmm. because people have been lazy with that in movies for decades. Yeah, and I'm... I also Does that make see, sense? Yeah. Like, I think for me, my thing is like, I see TV shows like Daredevil, where they didn't. Where, like, the Russian guys were speaking Russian to each other. Madame Gao was speaking Chinese. The, the Japanese guy was speaking Japanese. Yeah. And, like, even they even got uh, Vincent D'Onofrio to learn Mandarin. So that way Kingpin could speak Chinese to Madame Gao. I mean, yeah. And and, and that's another that's another um, component. In my... Daredevil what, is just amazing. That's, so. that's, that's, <laughs> what I'm saying is that's another component of what makes Daredevil... I mean, it's, it's not, you know, not, no show is perfect. Yeah. The same way there's no, there's no such thing as a perfect band or a perfect, uh, movie or a perfect comic book, but some things approach it. Yeah. So, and, and Daredevil approaches it because they really did not miss a beat. Yeah. They, like, on, on things there was like, no on things like that. No. Yeah. And to me, it's like, you have this high budget movie. Um. Okay. Which, and that, and that's my thing is like. It's a great word. Uh, to me, Wonder Woman was no lazier than most movies that come out. In fact, I think that it was more. I will. I it. will. I will agree on that. There, action movies nowadays, man, are so lazy. They're so and I lazy. I don't watch them. I don't either. I, I don't. So I don't, going I, off, I, that... I don't. Okay, I have to say this right now. I don't know if I said said this on the show. There's, you know, there's sci-fi, there's fantasy, period piece. I can watch movies that have those elements in it that are, you know, action. And I love action. I love fight mm-hmm. scenes. I hate modern action movies. They're terrible. They bore Except me to tears. a couple. And those couple are jo- the John Wick movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, John Wick's great. And I think that's another thing is... But they introduced a little hitman world that he goes into. Oh, John Wick 2 is even more. That's what you were saying. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. Ben told me that, I think. Yeah, yeah so... If you give me a world, I like that. Yeah. And and to me, like that's what makes... But it also um, comes with action scenes, pulling off the choreography and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is... But I guess that's why I, I like movies like Last of the Mohicans, which are period pieces, because I'm pulled into a world that's not the one that I live in right now. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll enjoy a classic 80s action movie. They were better. They, they were they more, were better. They were more entertaining. Die Hard yeah. is the is still oh, is still love Die Hard. It's still so good. Yeah, I just I wish I could hang from a rope and shoot a 
and shoot glass until I swung into it. Yeah. I don't know. It was just there's something there's an over the top quality to it that they had that is so much better than what we have now. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. They put over the top stuff into modern action movies, um, but it's always CG. Mm-hmm. And it always looks ridiculous. Like, yeah. um, I know some people love the Transporter movies. And I, I like Jason Statham in, in the uh, Expendables movies. But uh, there's one scene in Transporters 2 where I'm pretty sure he grinds a car down a on, on, a, on a rail. And it's like on one side of the car. And it, the, it's not obeying the laws of physics because <laughs> the car yeah. would fall off. Yeah. It would teeter and fall off the side. And he's not grinding, he's not even grinding the car on the middle, like, you know, it isn't in the center of the, the rail isn't in the center of the car. Yeah. It's on one side. And it just looks so dumb. So dumb. And that's kind of, to me, like, that was around the time of the birth of the modern action movie where it's like, we're just going to give you these movies that are like, there's not really any style to them besides the fact that really over-the-top things are happening. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think of Mark Wahlberg action movies? Oh my gosh. I enjoy one. And that's Shooter. Shooter is the only Mark Wahlberg movie I've ever enjoyed. Oh, really? See, I yeah. I like Mark Wahlberg, who he... I like who he is. Well, and, I that, and, and, that, and, that, and I like his excusing acting. Excusing his comedies. Okay. Um, but I'm just so tired. There was one movie he was in. I can't remember what it was called. Maybe if I talk about it, Patriots you'll... Day. I'm kidding. <laughs> maybe 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 if if I talk about it, you'll remember what it is. He was a guy who like he used to be into like some sketchy stuff, and uh, like he's he gets sucked back into like having to pull off some kind of heist or some kind of dirty work for some guy because. His family is at risk now, and but that he, wasn't an Italian job, was it? I don't know, no, it wasn't, okay. it wasn't an Italian job. But I can't, I can't remember what it was. But it's like, okay, former bad guy having to go back in to do his dirty work again to save his family. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like it was just the most like, I don't know. I just thought it was so dumb, and I can't remember. I can't remember what the movie was called. I don't even. I don't even know what that movie is. I remember something about something about ransoms and heists and stuff like that I mean there was the movie Man on a Ledge but he wasn't in that but it, it's just so lame there's also another movie where he has that line hey man told you I'd mess with my family <laughs> is that Transformers? it might have been <laughs> Transformers 4 I think we just found a Transformer I, I think I just found a Transformer hey man you plugging that into a working battery? <laughs> what's that all about? No, uh, no, um, no. I and I will agree. This movie was definitely better than about seventy-five percent of modern action movies. Uh, uh, but that's not that's not the tier I put it against. Uh, the tier I put it against is Marvel movies, and I put it there with the Thor movies. I put it above the Thor movies, below the Captain America movies at at their worst which would be yeah. like I, I would I would say See, I, I, I liked this movie as much as I liked the first Captain America interesting okay I did um and that's not saying that I think it was um you know necessarily like the same 
I'm not, I'm not saying it's the same thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think... I think that I enjoyed it about as much. Um, I'm trying to think what else I might compare it to. I did like it more than Ant-Man. I know you'll, you'll hate me for that. Uh, I mean, there are people who didn't like Ant-Man, but Ant-Man's in my... Well, like, it's not my top five, but top ten. I liked Ant-Man. I thought it was funny. Yeah. <clears throat> that movie, to me, almost exists... I don't know, it's, it's Paul Rudd. So, that movie, what I like about Ant-Man is that movie, except for the scene where he goes to the Avengers compound, that that movie is a movie in its own. Um, and it's also one of the things that I did like about Doctor Strange, is Doctor Strange is also a movie that exists on its own. I was just going to say Doctor Strange. Yeah. I know the Guardians movies kind of do too, in a way. Yeah. I mean, like, I suppose... It all ties in because you have the Celestials, yeah, which and, uh, are which are all part of the bit, you know, the big picture in Marvel. Yeah, and the Infinity Gauntlet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, overall, so I give it about a seven point seven. What do you give it? A seven point five. Seven point five. Yeah. So uh, we weren't too far off. No, yeah. And that, there was, I like, there was a friend of mine. He's like, Andrew, you keep just talking about the bad, and. The only time I will talk about good with a movie is to me when the good out when I see more good I don't know it's because in the moment I'm enjoying the good and it's not something that's in my thought the thing that gets implemented on my mind is the bad things about movies um because kind of like journalists and bad news kind of you don't yeah. really report you don't yeah. report the good stuff. Because um, do, do you feel like the the times when they got things right in this movie, you didn't feel it was dignified or newsworthy? You didn't feel like it was worth mentioning, really? Yes. that I think that was my biggest thing, is the good stuff that happened in this movie has already been done. And that I will agree with. Yeah. And, and so... And that was what I noticed about myself with um, watching this movie. I was like... Um, I found what I liked in superhero movies, and now, in you know, in, in watching mm-hmm. it, I also realized I think I'm tired of superhero movies. So it was weird. So I walked out of it liking the movie. I determined that with Guardians, this movie validified it. Okay. But I guess I guess still going to watch them. Yeah. Well, we have to. We're we do this podcast for you for, guys, for you folks, for you beautiful listeners. You beautiful, beautiful boys um, and girls. We have other things to go to now. Yep. Okay. Uh, so that was Wonder Woman. We talked about that for quite a while. Uh, favorite recent reads. Um, for me, uh, was Star Star Wars Obi Wan and Anakin. Nice. Really, really good trade. Uh, it just. It focused. There was a point where Anakin actually thought about leaving the order, um, and he uh, to go train under Palpatine. Like Palpatine approached him, and was like, "He's like, I think I could help you just become a better person." And Anakin thought about leaving, but then he witnessed how Obi Wan used the Force to bring a nation together 
uh, a planet together. Uh, and so he then decided Obi-Wan is the one that should train him. Because... So, Anakin learns earlier that Palpatine is a force user? Or, or that, that... No, no, no. Palpatine is like, I need someone to help me with my senator duties. Oh, okay. Like, it has nothing to do with training as a Jedi. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. Um... And then, uh, there, there is a moment where Obi-Wan separates from the group and they're, the group goes, they're like, like, oh, is, we should, we should go help him. Mm-hmm. And Anakin's like, we don't need to help him. It's, it's Master Obi-Wan. <laughs> and like, he just wrecks shop. <laughs> And Obi-Wan's just, like, super awesome. That's rad. It, I bet what, I like that. What I, what I enjoyed about it is it showed how cool of a character Obi-Wan Kenobi is. But I was gonna be sarcastic I mean, and, and, and say, like, yeah, because we haven't had yeah. enough of that. I just want more. Like, if I could just have more of that. Did, did you see... It's probably some bullcrap poll. I mean, who knows if it's true. So, somewhere recently it showed that Obi-Wan is the most favored character across the board by Star Wars fans. Probably he's the Captain America of the Star Wars universe. I would agree with that. That like he is the one that is but it more, stands but, for what he believes in. But more like that, people think Captain America's lame. Captain America is not lame. People think Captain America's lame. They think he's a goody two shoes. The same way people think Superman is lame because he's I think a, the, a Boy Scout. The one thing that annoys me about Ultron, even though people. It was a comedic scene. Well, I'm not talking about the movies per se. No. I'm talking oh, the character. About, I'm talking about people thinking. Well, you, you can go on with your thought about Ultron, but people who say they don't like those types of characters, the um, the Captain Americas, the... the Cyclopses, the, the Cy- Supermans. Yeah, yeah. They're all, those are all my favorite characters. I like those characters. <laughs> we need those characters. I mean, that's the Dick Graysons. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. is people, When people say, oh, the villains are so much more interesting, they're only interesting because they counter the characters that they face yeah. off with. And they're interesting the why... because they're things that you know that you could never be. Lex Luthor would be meaningless without Superman. His whole point yeah. is to bring Superman down. Yeah. So don't tell me Lex Luthor is a more interesting character than Superman when Superman is the only thing that makes Lex Luthor who he is. Yeah. Like agreed. Give me nuts for that. No, I'm 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 the biggest fan. Well, that's not true. My grandfather was the biggest fan that Cal Oliver had. Yeah. Um. He has the power of. A trillion exploding suns or whatever it is, and all he wants to do is what's right. I think that's beautiful. Which BVS got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's... Yeah, I mean, I don't... It really is weird that that happened. Yeah. It's just kind of... Kind of sad. It is sad. I'm referring to the whole ending of the movie. Which lasted 20 years. Oh my gosh. What's funny is I actually was like... There was, there was as much as I complained about the slow-mo for Wonder Woman, it's nothing compared to no. BBS. No, it's nowhere, it's nowhere near as, as drawn out. No. The slow motion, I thought, was like... I To me, it's just like... It was spliced stop, in certain parts. Stop doing slow-mo every time someone shoots a bullet at her. That's what I wanted to just just end that just stop we saw it the first time where she she ricochets off i was like ah and they kept doing it over and over and she's like Ching! i was just like we've seen this we've seen this stop just i wanted to see it in fast motion i wanted her just like that would be cool yeah 
Yeah, no, and that's why I liked the the. I will say, as far as bullet, uh, the, block, shield, the, the shield, the bullet blocking goes. Um, no, I, I think the alley fight was my yes. favorite. I actually really yeah when she just smacked it and there and he was like he's like. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that I yeah. do. I do agree with you. That was freaking cool. Yeah. Um, but no. So getting back to you're talking about Captain America and Ultron and and, and people not like oh, Captain uh, America. The, when he's like, watch your language. I was just like, we're going to we're going to now just put into people's minds that Captain America is the lamo. Like that that annoyed me. Oh, you mean, like, you mean it like... was it was funny. It was comedic. Oh, but it was like. We're just going to now put this into people's minds that Captain America is the lame mm-hmm. Whereas in Civil War, mm, that man. But. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, some of the jokes are funny, like when Tony Stark's like, well, you're pretty spry for an old man. Yeah, but but that's not to his lameness. Like, that's someone, that's someone else things, saying that. Yeah, that's someone. He, yeah. It isn't like him. It isn't like him saying something that makes himself look stupid. Yes. Yeah. Although I don't know the the language, I, I think I think it was language. I think that that is kind of funny. I mean, I see what you're saying, but for some reason, no. I, and I and I said it was it was comedic. I laugh because there's coworkers there are coworkers that I have um, when they swear I'll say I'll say watch your language, and <laughs> I had I swear I had and, coworkers say that to other coworkers when I was around. Oh, I'm not joking. They would say they would say hey. Watch your language. Well, my and friend got self-conscious about that. I was telling you about that when we were which, hanging out. It, it's weird because never have I ever commented about other people's language. Never in my life. Except for well, excessive so, language and music. That's the only time. Excessive language and music is annoying because it, I mean, it, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not artistic. It's, I was just going to say, yeah. it, even if the music itself is... It makes it feel less artistic. Yeah. The only band that I think is so good that I overlook it is... Can, you know who I'm talking about? Coheed and Cambria. No, they, 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 they don't swear that much. No, uh, um, no. A bit, think, this, this is a band we, we both like. A lot. You, you like this band a lot, too. I don't know. You don't maybe listen to them as often as I do, but I know you like them a lot. There's one member of the band. Oh, Red Hot Chili Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. are a band that I think musically is superior enough that I can overlook a lot of it. Yeah. It doesn't mean I'm always in the mood to listen to it. Yeah. But, like, I think that they're a band that kind of gets around it. But I get really annoyed with, uh... I get really annoyed with movies and TV that have too much of it. And what's really cool is, to me, Daredevil is a show that I think it's it's mature enough that they could have gone that way with it, and they didn't. Yeah. Uh, I will say, to Wonder Woman's credit, that was also another thing with Wonder Woman. That there wasn't any excessive, like... No. Yeah. I just realized something. Is there really any language at all in it? Nope. Just a naked dude. <laughs> I actually, when, when I learned that that whole scene was in there, I was like, that sounds kind of lame. And then I actually watched it and... Um, not not that scene, pardon me. Their their discussion on the boat. On the boat. I, I actually enjoyed that I thought discussion. That was, I thought that was actually pretty funny. Yeah. And the part where she's well, talking about... What ruined that moment to me, for me, is the people sitting behind us. Just like, it was the funniest thing they've ever heard. See, no one in the theater was laughing that hard at that part. Really? And the part when, when she said she was sculpted out of clay. Yeah. And and he's like... And Zeus well, put her to nice. life. 
Oh, that's, that's neat. That's neat, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, um... I, but now like, we're getting which, back into Wonder Woman and we finished that yeah. topic. Sorry. Sorry. I, I keep bringing it back up. No, uh, So your favorite recent read? So my favorite recent read was the late, uh, the yeah, latest two volumes of Birthright, uh, volumes three and four. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember the names of them. Do you remember, Can you remember? Volumes them? three and four. They have their, like, family... <laughs> family... I think it was, like, family ties or something like that. Yeah. Um... I don't really need to talk about this because you have on the... Well, maybe not these volumes, but... You also talked about it on the last podcast. Because you read the first two volumes. Yeah, but I guess, like, it's a development. Yeah. It's not a never have I ever, but it's... You know, so I guess what I'll say about it is... It's a great read in that the story seems to constantly develop the main plot that we've had since, you know, the first volume... But they introduce um, new ideas of characters, yes. like new new little developments. Yeah, and it's like, oh, that's really creative. I didn't, I didn't really see that coming. Can you see now how this series is going to keep going? Well, I I knew I, what I was trying to say is I feel like they could have wrapped it up. Yes, um, and that was only after reading the first volume that I feel that way. Yeah, um, it's before you learn who one of the. Uh, is he a... Yeah, before you learn who one of the mages is. Yeah. That's that's a big thing. The fact that one of the mages is a relative. Yes. Um, that's really cool. And I think it's freaking sweet that... Um, well, actually, uh, well, I guess there's two. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I like... For a second, I was like, no, he's not a diviner. He's a he's a mage. The, the kid. Uh, the, yes, the he's brother. a mage. Yeah, because uh, diviners are totally separate. Um both, you know, have magical qualities, but uh, I just think the universe is cool. It's a, I don't know, it's kind of a treat to read a classic fantasy story in comic book format, because usually... Yeah, it's that's, the, usually I find it's, it it's it's really kind of, refreshing, yeah. It's the kind of thing you'd read about yeah. in, a, in a novel, like The mm-hmm. Hobbit, or... Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the latest two... Uh, Volumes versus the f- the first couple. Do you feel like they, it goes a lot of new fresh places, or did, yeah. do you like the direction? I'm curious what you think. I I do like the direction. Um, it's it's a love hate thing because <laughs> I love the story and I love everything that's happening, but I hate who the main character is. But Me you're too because you're supposed to hate who the main character is. Me too. Like they yeah. they've they've done their job in creating this character. But it's it's Mikey. hard, yeah. Because I mean, I love the brother. The brother's my favorite character. So. Wait, I'm, wait, I'm always forgetting his name. It's been a while since I read them. He's he's a likable kid, though. Yeah. Um, the older brother. Did I say younger brother? No, but I just find it funny because he's the older brother. Yeah, though. he is the older brother. But he's. He looks like he's... Well, so, what I'm thinking is the whole premise of the story is to get it to the point where... It's going to be a... It's it's It's, it's a going classic, to be a battle between the two of them. It's a classic battle of good and evil. You mean yeah. between the two brothers? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking is... Uh, the whole story... I mean, I don't know if it'll end, but... the This chapter of the story... I think it's going to end when we finally get a version of the brother that we do like. 
and that could end up with him dying, or it could end with who knows what they're gonna do. Yeah. But but um, I think at some point in the story he has he has to become someone that you know is is a likable character again. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing their job telling the story. Because the whole problem right now is that Mikey is corrupted by the Nevermind. Uh, so they have, what I'm saying is they have to do something about it. Because so that was. Uh, I I wanted to talk to you about because you asked me that question. Uh, is the Nevermind in control of him? Uh, and I didn't want to say because I wanted you to finish the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the answer is no. And it, you mean by you mean by the end of the fourth one? Yeah. Uh, but you're, are you saying it's never been in control? Of him? The Nevermind said he cannot he cannot possess a body unless the body is willing to let him in. That well, that is true. And so. But, so one, Mikey, but once you've... Well, okay, the, my interpretation of that was once you do allow it, though, then it consumes you. Yes, but the thing is, is Mikey... Mikey wanted him in him. I was waiting for the time when it's, when it's exposed to us that he did it for a reason. Yeah. A greater which, reason, which was for his family, is what I thought it was. Yeah, which we haven't seen. And then there is that moment... At the very end, when the Nevermind was out of Mikey, but Mikey, it, when it came back into Mikey, and you're like, oh, he's he's better, he's in control of it. Right. And he's like, and they're working together. That's not like the Nevermind is in control of Mikey. Right. But Mikey's like, yeah, we're going to go kill them. Like, I did this, so yeah. we can do this. I like um, that little cut with uh, Rook and, uh, the, and uh, God King Lore, isn't that his name, killing him? Yes. Is it Rook? Rook is... No, is his name... Is that his name? Rook? The guy who found He's, Mikey? I'm pretty sure. It, once again, it's been a while. When he, do you remember the scene where... The, 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 it's like the last... That's the very yeah, last when, he, when he's killed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... So then... Where do you... So what, what, you, what you're suggesting is that Mikey has never been and will, was never meant to be a likable character. Uh, what, do you, what, so, do you, what do you think they're going to try and do? For, I don't know what they're going to do. It really is... So far, it's just been a rabbit hole read. I, I'm like... Yeah. I feel like a lot has been introduced. A couple things have been explained. Most yes. things haven't... And when I say explained, I mean problems being solved, and most of the problems haven't been solved. No. It's like, let's see how many cans of worms we can open and let new ideas develop. Yeah. Without really explaining... Or not explaining, but without really solving the problem. Yeah, there's no like, conclusion to the problem. Right. Yeah. I was really hoping that in the at the end of the fourth volume that that was going to happen, and then it doesn't happen, and you're like... No, problems, <laughs> even more problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so how do you feel about that? How do you feel about a character that... Because that's the thing that I've been struggling with as I've been reading it. Well, not struggling with, but it's like... It's like, man, I love this story, and I hate the main character. It was something that bugged me in Volume 3, but by Volume 4, I, it didn't bug me anymore because I think the main character is switching. I was, I was the, willing to I'm pretty, that too. I'm pretty sure the brother is becoming the main character. Do you think because he's a mage that Birthright could be referring to him too? Uh, I think... I think Because their, so, grandfa- their grandfather... So I have a theory... 
that he actually was the original chosen one. Uh, the brother? The brother. And he is going to be the one that destroys the Nevermind. You think he'll destroy Mikey with it, too? He might, yeah. It'd be interesting because we've, we've learned that the that the Nevermind can be taken out, A, mm -hmm. and B, that Mikey kind of welcomes it anyway. Yes. So, does Mikey just have to be convinced? Does the Nevermind have to be completely, like, you know, 100 million trillion percent destroyed? <laughs> um... We'll never but that's the thing, though, is we'll that know. this is what makes the writing of the story beautiful. Yeah. Is that you keep wondering. We're asking these questions. Yeah. Yeah. But see, I, these are the types of questions that I'm entertained by. Yeah. As opposed to who has control, Sony or Marvel. Uh, that, I mean, compared to conversations like this, that conversation yeah. is like, we shouldn't have to be talking about have, this. Yeah. We shouldn't, we shouldn't, need, we, we don't need to have this conversation. Yeah, the same we, thing we with the static shock conversation. Yeah. I can see how that would be really annoying for uh, video game fans. Yeah. Um, I I did watch a lot of the gameplay. Um, I think it looks supremely badass um, for that game. Uh, Injustice 2. Yeah. Um, I thought the costumes and everything, like the way you can see like light reflect off them, and mm -hmm. it looks great. What do you think about, about I was going to ask you about that, what do you think about how it looks? It's beautiful. I think it looks really, really good. It's a beautiful. Um, which character was it whose whose costume I really, really liked, and whose and whose face sculpting? Doctor Fate. Uh, no, Green Lantern. Oh, okay. I think I think the Hal Jordan face. Yeah, looks pretty awesome. What do you think about Hal? Yeah, I, thought, I mean, it just, and it the looks voice. Solid. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the face and the voice were were pretty close to close to home. Um. A lot of cool combos and cool special moves. Yes. I was thoroughly entertained watching the Flash's big special move. Yeah. Like, when he takes him to the pyramid. Or the, the, pyramid the pyramids. And then to the Jurassic era. Yeah. Where he throws him into a T-Rex. <laughs> it's really freaking cool. Flash is awesome. Unlike what the movie's purgatory hell, Ugh. production hell, looks like. <laughs> I don't know if technically it is production hell, but it feels like it. It is. I, I feel like that's where they're at right now. Yeah. The only movie that has moved forward so far is Aquaman. Yeah. But uh, ne moving on to Never Have I Ever. East of West. Uh, East of West, which is a comic series written by Jonathan Hickman. Really good. It's about the Four Horsemen and the Apocalypse and how they have like this reincarnation kind of thing and the i think it's they've re, they replaced famine with conquest so famine isn't a four horsemen but conquest is so there's war conquest uh pestilence and um death mm -hmm. and death uh somehow didn't reincarnate he stayed back in his old his old body mm. and which has angered the others and now he's on a rampage they imprisoned his wife he actually fell in love and had a wife and had a kid they imprisoned his wife and stole his kid and so he's on a mission to just murder all of them wow. so he can 
get his kid back. But yeah, really good. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Good discussion. Yeah, tonight. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time.